friends, it's Andy and Hetty coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com where you can find all of our contact to deepen your relationship and your walk with Christ. Uh, we have old podcast episodes and we have my articles in the Christian Post. We have Andy's Fearless Man podcast, books, worship bands, pastors you may never have heard of. And uh, we just hope the content will bless you. If you'd like to send us a comment, we'd love to hear from you. We just click the little comment box and type away. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button. And just some advance notice, Andy is very under the weather today. So his coughing will be interspersed. His talking will be interspersed with coughing. So I'm going to try to do most of the talking. So probably no answer. No. Well, there might be. Might be still. I don't know how I cannot. Right? It'd be very difficult. But yeah, sorry guys, I've been a little bit under the weather. And he started with a. Amazing comments that we look forward to. Carrie's on. Hi, Carrie. And Cindy's on. And you posted your video from the jog event. Yes, some of you were asking because we were mentioning that I was going to be speaking on Monday. Yes. At jog in the city of Anaheim. And so um, the link. From Vimeo down there. That's uh, a video of that talk that I gave. Yay! It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Your introduction was amazing. No. I wasn't sure you were talking about me. Yes. <laughs> I could have said a lot more, but I was limited in time. Carrie's the only one who's praying for me. Yes. You. <laughs> she oh, actually sorry. has. She actually has. He he actually has q -certain. Oh, yes. Do you still have those? Have you been taking them? Yeah, I took one yesterday. Oh, okay. Or two yesterday. Okay. So sorry. So um, you're going to get a spectacular reading tonight of the <laughs> devotional. Nothing. Nothing compares to yours, oh, Lovey. Really? I'll do my best. <laughs> so I'm trying from uh, "Morning by Morning" by Charles Spurgeon. Yes, the Song of Songs, one thirteen. My love. Between between my breasts. Ooh, that's kind of racy. What'd you just say? Because that you were muted for a second. Say it again. Oh, my lover is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. In this verse, um, this is Jim Reinman. Oh no, sorry, this is Spurgeon. <laughs> In this verse, I'm not used to doing this part. In this verse, myrrh is chosen as a type of Christ who is to come because of its preciousness, its perfume, its pleasantness, its healing, preserving and disinfecting qualities and its association with sacrifice. But why is Jesus compared to a sachet or a pouch of myrrh? It is due to his sufficiency, for he is not simply a drop of it, but a barrel full. He's not just a spring or a blossom of it, but an entire bouquet. In Christ, there is enough for all my needs, so may I not be slow to avail myself of him. Our beloved Savior is compared to a sachet or a pouch of myrrh because of his depth and fullness. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. He meets every variety of needs, not just one, for everything we need is found in him. Just consider the wonderful variety of roles he fulfilled. The prophet, the priest, the king, husband, friend, and shepherd. Think of his life, his death, the resurrection, the ascension, and his second coming. Then picture his goodness, his gentleness, his courage, Self-denial, love, faithfulness, truth, and righteousness. Everywhere we look, he is a treasure of sufficiency. 
In fact, Jesus is referred to as a sachet of myrrh to convey the idea of something to be kept safe and guarded as a treasure. We must value him as our greatest treasure, prizing his words and his precepts. We must keep our thoughts and knowledge of him as though they were under lock and key in our hearts in order to keep the devil from stealing anything from us. Finally, Jesus is called a sachet of myrrh as a symbol representing his extraordinary distinguishing and discriminating grace. For before the creation of the world, he was set apart and consecrated for his people. He gave his perfume only to those who understand how to enter into communion with him, those who have had an intimate fellowship with him. Oh, how blessed are those to whom the Lord has disclosed his secrets, those for whom he has been set apart. Oh, the joy of those who have been chosen and may say, my beloved is to me a sachet of myrrh. Mm. So this myrrh is a very popular herb in the Bible. Yes, a fragrance that's used for embalming usually. Oh, okay. That's, that was going to be my question. We don't use it for cooking? No. No, it's incense. It's usually like burned, but um, in the old days, it was especially used for embalming. Have you ever smelt it? I have. What does it smell like? Uh, kind of like sandalwood and yeah, a little bit like sandalwood. Mm. It's kind of a woodsy smell, spicy smell. Kind of like the candle that's in the bedroom that smells like a, a campfire. Oh, a little <laughs> bit. That probably has a little bit of myrrh in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What else is it? Is it used for any medicinal purposes? Do we know? I know I'm asking you all these questions. You love it when I do this. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, maybe somebody in our audience knows, but if I'm not mistaken, it's antiseptic, as uh, Spurgeon oh. mentions. Yeah. Hmm. Just I was thinking maybe I need that for my whatever it is I have. Well, people don't usually ingest it. Oh. Um. But maybe they do. Uh, I'm just not. Uh, familiar with people ingesting it hmm. it's very popular back then because it's a it's in very uh, very often it's used in some aspect of a yes of a story. especially in religious in stories salt was valuable yes uh, well that was a preservative frankincense hmm. frankincense yes what do we use frankincense for too i've seen that in supplements i think no no <laughs> usually don't ingest frankincense either also oh. More something you burn for smell and. You know why? Why? They, because it smelled back in those days. Yes. I'm telling you, there were so many. There was a lot of not such great smells, for sure. There wasn't a lot of bathing going on. No, camel farts. Yeah, so there was a lot of perfuming. Yeah. And those of you, I just didn't randomly say camel farts, but Hetty <laughs> had a story the other day when she met, uh, what's his name? Colonel Gaddafi. Colonel Gaddafi. In a tent. Yes. And outside where they parked the camels. Yes. Um, they were busy tooting it up. Tooting. <laughs> yes, they were. So what comes to mind when you, aside of all my madness, what comes to mind with, with this uh, thought of his preciousness? Well, first, the whole between my breasts thing finally made sense <laughs> is that um, we keep him precious in our hearts. Mm. And... Um, just trying to understand the sufficiency of him and uh, preventing the devil from stealing it from us because that's what the devil does. The devil can totally take us out of the game by stealing from us the things that Jesus gives us, the peace, the joy, the contentment, the rest. We come into his rest 
well, if the if the if the enemy can throw problems our way that take that from us, um, he's victorious. He's victorious over us because he can take us out of the game for an hour, for a week, or sometimes months, sometimes years. Right. Um, and so how important it is that we keep it under lock and key in our hearts, the preciousness of Christ, the sufficiency of Christ. Now, what comes to mind for me is, um, is that in the early days of my walk, whether it was either being agnostic or being a, a, a Christian in name only, is that the relationship with Jesus was an option. Like it's not, it's something that's easily thrown away. Right. Comes and goes. Comes and goes. And, um, and as opposed to something that's precious. Right. Like, like your child. That you or, save above all else. Or oxygen. Uh, uh, breathing oxygen is not an option. Exactly. It is, it is mandatory. So now with my relationship with Christ, it feels like oxygen. Amen. Like if I don't have him in my life, if I don't think about him, if I don't, uh, think about him when I'm thinking thoughts that I shouldn't be thinking. Now it's it's like oxygen. Amen. It's a completely different thing. Oxygen is precious, um, more so than myrrh. Well, Carrie's <laughs> going to tell us all the things that myrrh does. Oh, okay. So myrrh is applied directly to the mouth for soreness and swelling, antiseptic properties, <laughs> inflamed gums like gingivitis, loose teeth, canker sores, bad breath, and chapped lips. Mm. Also for bacteria and parasites. I'm using myrrh. Something's gone wrong. I've not gone to the dentist in a while. <laughs> Ancient remedies. You know, we were watching that show. What's that show called that we were watching earlier? The hospital show? Oh, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. You know, the, it was an episode where these people were all in the, the, the end of their life. Yes. Palliative care. Palliative care. There are two thoughts that came to mind. Uh, I, I, almost everybody now, which I never would have had this thought before, but I there was always this thought with each one of them that they showed is, do they know Jesus? Yes. Like just like wondering, like there's this this this. I know they're characters, I know they're actors, but I was just wondering Absolutely. if that was one of those things. The other thing was back to the smells again. That some of those people were really sick, and they when you're sick, that's sick. You have really bad breath, and they were like talking really close to one another. I'm going. I, I know that person that's not dying is gone. I'm only here because I know that you're dying. I'm not going to go grow. Oh my goodness. I know it's a horrible thought, but I had both those thoughts on each uh, one of those. I did. Those moments. I did think of whether they know Jesus and just the, the difficulty they had with dying um, because they didn't know what was going to happen. They, mm, yes. you know, like the mathematician thinking he was yes, going to yes. hit just the nothingness a void. And he was grappling with that because he knows it's one of the things that is certain death is certain but yet has no answer there's yeah. no formula to understand it and that really made him struggle i do like what the 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 other doctor the 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 other character right. what's her name um dr sharp <laughs> i don't know anybody's names um because he was a mathematician because he 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 was thinking there was certainty but she came up and said, no, there's, there's not certainty in math. Right. Like, how many snowflakes in a snowstorm? He goes, oh. And what's the last number of pi? Yeah, what's the last number of pi? Right. Yeah. And she, and it's the thing. It's the thing that hopefully maybe convinced them that, oh, maybe the only thing certain is death and we need Jesus Christ. 
Amen. There's only two things that are certain. Yes. Math is not not math is not even certain. Right. Because when he said that, I go, oh, it kind of got me there for a second. And right. then it took the other character to straighten me out. But uh, death is certain and the truth of Jesus Christ is certain. Amen. It's awesome. And one conquers the other. Yeah, absolutely. Um Should we be Jim? Yeah. Jim has a nice yep. understanding Sorry. of this. I was going through the comments again just to make sure we didn't miss one so jim says another significant mention of myrrh in the bible is from the psalms your throne O god will last forever and ever a scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom you love righteousness and hate wickedness therefore god your god has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy all your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia this psalm is undoubtedly a prophecy of Christ because it is quoted again in Hebrews 1, 8, and 9, beginning with the words about the sun, he says. Thus, we see the Messiah coming with the fragrance of myrrh. The Magi visiting Jesus as a child, it's, I remember this one as soon as he said it, presented him with gifts of gold and incense of myrrh. On the cross, he was offered wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. After his death, Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes to embalm him. Gold, a gift for our king, incense, a gift for our high priest, and myrrh, a precious perfume for our precious savior upon his death. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Oh, Nicodemus. <laughs> I have a new appreciation for Nicodemus with everything that came uh, through the story of um, the chosen. Yes. And uh, it just gave him a little bit more life to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then what, so then after that is, is it, his name comes up when Jack teaches from time to time. It, it, I, it's so interesting that uh, now that he I have life. the visual connection, yeah. that, that he, I, the times that he brings them up. So sorry about my voice, friends. Um, that it's a, it's an interesting, it's interesting to me. Yeah. His, this guy who was the, the leader of the, of the Jews in that particular area or region or that, that he knew that Jesus was real and that, 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 um, he knew the scriptures so well that he knew that he fulfilled yeah, the, the, the difficulty in his position, how he struggled with the, the knowledge that he had. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. And how really it's a, it's such a gift. It's a, as they said, we, he chose us before the creation of the world that it's such a gift to have that, to have been chosen. Hmm to have an open heart at some point in our lives where, whenever it may be uh, to accept Christ. It's really such a gift. I can't imagine going through what I'm going through in some of these days without um, the peace that comes from the Lord. Right. Being right. able to hand it over to him. Carrie says, I think people have two fears of dying, right? One is the non-existence. Yeah. People really fear the non-existence and the other there is hell. I mean, the, the easier one is the people who have a fear of hell because you have a ticket out. <laughs> They're just willing to accept it. I think it's the, the tragedies when people think there's nothing. It's hard to convince them that there's, that there's something more. Right. Right. Let's go to the scripture. The scripture. Romans 5.14. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who, whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. As we've been told, the second, and Jesus was that second Adam. 
came back in perfection. He came to complete what Adam was incapable of completing. So that's in Romans 5.14. Yes. That reference. Yes. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Which we must remember when the enemy attacks that he is a defeated enemy. We have to rely on the on the authority and the power that we have through Christ. <laughs> and then Ephesians 1.4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And right. Carrie says, right. <laughs> Oops, there it goes. Whoops. There it is. Whoops. There you go. Right. 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 So um, another aspect of death that came through this show, I'm not sure why I'm bringing up New Amsterdam <laughs> so much, but it, 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 but it was about the death of people, where people were knowing that they were going to die. Yes. Quite often we don't know when we're going to die. But there are those times, like these people, they had illnesses that they knew that, like that, that the end was close. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there was the um, scene of the lady who died, but, wanted to, but there was a, a grandchild that was going to be born. It was the, the timing, the, yeah. time, the timing of it all. <clears throat> Her, the the daughter came, and she's pregnant, and it's still early, but the mother of the of the woman uh, was was going to die, and um, while the young girl, the daughter, was there, her water broke. Yep. Simultaneously, the mother died. At our, <laughs> yes, heart stopped, heart and stopped. she was DNR. Do not DNR. Do not resuscitate. And. And one doctor is saying, you can't resuscitate her because she has a DNR. And the other lady goes, but she needs to see the, the baby because she was so happy just before her heart stopped that she might be able to see the baby. Right. And, um, and I was with the doctor who said, she signed a DNR. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. I was with the other doctor. It's like, no, no, no. I know she wants to live, so I'm going to resuscitate her. But she signed the DNR, Schnooks. I know, but I don't know. What do you guys think? You sign, you sign those DNRs when you're young and healthy. You're like 40 <laughs> when you sign those, you know? No, I signed my DNR when there was a, a really good chance I was not going to wake up from that night's sleep. Oh, I signed my DNR. That's true. But I did say when you sign the DNR, it, it really means that I don't want you keeping me alive for a long period of time right. don't plugged, put me in, on a plugged into tube. the wall. Yeah. You don't mean that if my heart stops, can you just <laughs> use the paddles once or twice? <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have signed a DNR, actually, because that's what it literally means. They won't paddle you even if your heart stops. Now I know. Yeah, now we know, right? Now I know, because they were trying to kill me. <clears throat> but what do you guys think? The, the, the scene that I set, probably not very well, was that the older woman, the mother, had, had an illness that was taking her life and she was going to die. The daughter comes in, she's pregnant, and her water breaks. And the and the mother and the the woman who's dying says, "Oh, I get to see my grandchild before I die." Yes. But then she dies, and she signed a DNR. Do you resuscitate her, even though she signed a DNR, or do you not resuscitate her because she signed a DNR? Let us know what you think. Put it in the comments. Even if you're watching the replay, let us know what you think. Because I, I, I was thinking you can't. It's it's a it's a it's a binding yes. document, right? She didn't a care. legally binding document. Yes. 
she could lose her medical license. Well, and he said, what if you resuscitated her and she's brain dead and now you've got her on a machine and they can sue the hospital saying she had a DNR. Why did you resuscitate her? And now you left her brain dead. Yeah, I was a little surprised that you said that being an attorney. Yeah, but I mean, if I was in the position of a doctor, not an attorney. I would have taken the right, chance. Look at Carrie said. She died happy. Exactly. Thinking that she was going to see. I, I, no. Right, Carrie. You got it, you, no. Because she, she was followed. smiling when she died. No, thinking she wasn't. She, thinking she was going to see the baby. But then she I ultimately the baby. sad. And she died. Oh, I didn't think of it as her being So she was happy she thinking. But then she knew she didn't. <laughs> see, I'm with Carrie. Carrie and I, you know, Carrie and I, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. There you go. And he's saying you can be specific on a DNR that they can't, they oh. can't. It's a legally binding document of her wishes. Yeah. So we got to remember next time we send a DNR, meaning, yes, if my heart stops, resuscitate me, but don't keep me on life support machines. Yeah. I don't want life support machines. That's a, a now an important thing. Thank goodness for this show we were watching. Right. <laughs> Because, yeah, if I would have uh, just simply had my heart stopped, they just would have. Yeah, especially that was common with COVID. Yeah, especially Kaiser. They were just so quick to like, eh, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Time of death. Throw him in the furnace. Oh, good God. <laughs> I, uh, I'll never forget the moment. Um, you know, my dad uh, was very, very sick. And I think really up until the last moment, he didn't actually think he was going to die. Um, and when we brought him home and he's like so happy and he's like, Oh my God, he's like, how did you pull this off? Like, how did you get me home? Mm. And I was like, Oh, we've have all the care at home. We have palliative care. I didn't really understand what that was going to mean to him. And he looked mm. at me and he's like, Oh, I'm in palliative care. He was so sad. I really think that that was the minute he came in touch with his mortality, that it was just, you know, that it was just minutes away or days, you know, yeah. Uh, so it's not it's not a happy thing to tell somebody they're in palliative care. Palliative care is they will not survive. Mm. Unless you're that one lady on the show who didn't have what they thought she had, <laughs> right? <laughs> and she was going to live. Uh, so what Carrie says there, go ahead. Is when your heart's when your heart stops, you go immediately. Yes. And you'd end up like Jack the other day was describing that you're grabbing Jesus by the legs. Yes. And you're like, going, no, I don't want to let, I don't want to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, they're going, it, 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 she's getting drawn, yeah, getting drawn so back. For us, that's another thing <laughs> you got to consider because if, you t if he's staying, it's your time to go. And you're like, you're like, he's right there. Yeah. You're like almost like to his robe. And then you hear robe. somebody going, boom, 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 boom. like, stop it. No. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> reach for his robe. <laughs> stop it. There's another thing. See? Oh, Kate heard you say snooks again. <laughs> well, I got, I, I got He's a congested. Here. Yeah, I got it. It is snuggums. Snugs <laughs> for short. <laughs> Mucus, the fish. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kate, uh, Carrie's telling Kate it ends in G, not a K. <laughs> exactly. It's okay. it's okay. I like that. Like that you calling me mucus <laughs> Today, or a today's carnivorous fish? Yeah, well, today's definitely got a little bit of that. <laughs> <coughs> sorry, so sorry, friends. Yes, 
I made Andy come on. I just wanted to um, check in with you guys. We haven't been on in a couple of days. It's been a rough uh, couple of days. Um, we're hoping to see a light at the end of this tunnel. Yes. Uh, so prayers are um, most needed, most appreciated. I had a great opportunity to pray with some of the ladies. Oh, you did? Yes. Um, I created a little chat group with us. What? I didn't include you. Sorry. But so you were there. You were there in spirit. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's what that's what we got today. Sorry, thumbs thumbs dumb. Oh, <laughs> the thumbs are dumb. Well, I thought you were saying thumbs down, but sorry, thumbs dumb tonight. No problem. We we deciphered it. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of fun with our our attackers on Twitter. I spoke at the school board meeting. Oh yeah. Um, it's too long of a for me an explanation, but I just explained about uh, the pornography that's in the schools. That it, Would that, you like me to do a summary? It, I, I, I can do it. Oh, could you? Yeah. Oh, sure. So Andy spoke at the school board. Just, I'm just going to try to just give you a brief. It's not going to be as, as uh, articulate as Andy's story <laughs> time, but uh, he spoke at the school board meeting explaining as a police officer that if people did, a, he gave a case example of when they, um, arrested a guy he was doing after it was a, a third offense. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in for 30 years for just motioning to children to come towards his car in which he had pornography. And he says, but now we allow pornography in schools and we're literally fighting to keep the pornography in school. And yet out of the, the schools, at, uh, the parents, other parents oh, yeah. are fighting to keep it in school yeah. when in, in the street, that would be a crime. That somebody is now doing jail time for 30 years. But in a school situation, we have to literally fight um, and say that the material is inappropriate. And in response, they put on Twitter that you were a, a hater of what sort? I don't know. It didn't make any sense. They said so. And he really thinks he's going to arrest teachers for putting porn in the schools. Yeah. Like, and then, and I, and how I, ridiculous. And I said, uh, yeah, that's that's what I said. Oh, he's a <laughs> hater because he calls them pedophiles. Yes. Well, if you want to if you want to teach pornography or you want to show <laughs> pornography to children that's a it's pedophile a, yes it's the definition of a pedophile yes and then they attacked you they attacked me <laughs> it always well there's just so much content about me on the internet so like literally everybody in my life that uh, ever gets in any kind of social media scruffle mm. they dig up me yeah it happens to my brother it happened to my you know my ex um just I am an easy target. Right. And then, of course, they started with all the other nonsense. I'm a bigot. And I'm a racist and all this kind of stuff. We literally just had a meeting with uh, a, a gay couple and had a very nice meeting. And we talked to them and we had yeah. the same ideas on what it was with, you know, obviously not on Christ, but in child rearing, know, child rearing and that kind of stuff. And it was amazing. And yeah. we had a great time. Nice. The, the hatred is not with the people. We just, we I just said that in my last article. It's so crazy. These but they fine. have to make it personal like that yeah. so that they could try to discredit the argument. Right. You know, but this is never about the people. This is about the inappropriateness of the material. Yep. You did a good job, Schnooks. Thanks. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. <laughs> I will post that video up at some point. I just haven't had a chance. Oh, you, you videotaped the school board meeting too? No. What I do is I take a, I can take the video that's, live streamed that oh, is recorded sure. on the uh district well, the yeah. district website yeah and take the snippet out oh nice. yeah you can do that i have the technology 
You're clever like that. Yes. I'm going to stop talking now. Oh, Yolanda Salvador is on. She Hi. picked it. Sorry, you picked the night that I can't talk. Yeah, hand pink waving, hand pink waving. <laughs> Not sure what that is. That's probably an emoji that she's using. Oh. That, that it's coming across as the title. And Carrie says you means you're over the target when they attack. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Know yeah. that if they hate you, they hated me first. Absolutely. Said. Yeah, they attacked not only you, but the, another school board member. And all because I said, I don't want pornography in the schools. It's like, <laughs> it's so crazy. That's what I said in my speech. Bananas. <clears throat> it's absolutely said, bananas. I said, it's crazy that we were even here talking about this. Yeah. It should be talking about classical. We're book education. burners. <laughs> we're book burners. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. All right. Should we? Land the plane for you? Yeah, just so that they don't have to listen to my, my To your voice. deep, sexy newscaster voice? Yes. <laughs> that's not, not sexy, and it's not good, good to listen to. Uh, yes. Um, we also, I want to end in prayer, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kate's be. still um, getting over her um, condition and getting her injections. And if, uh, yeah, just general, just general well-being. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we have you as a sachet of myrrh deep in our hearts, Lord. Um, you are sufficient. Your glory, your grace, your love, your peace that passes all understanding, the joy from being in relationship with you, Lord. We are so grateful um, that you chose us before the creation of the world, that we are your royal priesthood, and um, we just need more. <laughs> we just need more of you, more of you and less of us, Lord. It's a dark, it's a dark and difficult world, and we're suffering all kinds of afflictions. I'm reading your word from um, the Thessalonians, and they suffered severe persecution, and yet they kept the faith and they were diligent. And the Apostle Paul uh, praised them for their dedication in a time of affliction and. And we want to be praiseworthy, Lord. We want to be praiseworthy for our perseverance in times of affliction. And we ask that you give us the grace and the perseverance, the forbearance, the self-control, all the fruit of the spirit, Lord, most of all love. Uh, teach us how to love with your love, with agape love. May it flow in us and through us, Lord, to those around us. And we ask for healing for our sister Kate, um, that her treatment goes well, Lord, and for all of our listeners that may be suffering from a, an affliction, Lord, that we bind the enemy from his ability to steal the things, the treasures that you have put in deep inside of our heart, Lord, um, that we ask that you bind the enemy, we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus, Lord, and we ask for healing, supernatural healing, restoration and redemption. We ask all of these things in your precious son's name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friends. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yes. We love you guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. Good night. Good night.